0: The Click and Go Travel Podcast, fueling your wanderlust with far flung, off the beaten track destinations to just across the water and everything in between.
1: Hi, I'm Paul Hackett, Chief Executive of ClickandGo.com, and we are back restarting the Click and Go Travel Podcast. And I'm joined today by Gillian Wilkie, our marketing manager. Hi, Jill.
0: Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Gillian. Um, my accent is a little bit different. I'm from South Africa, but working at Click and & Go.
1: And we won't hold that against you.
0: No, <laughs> please don't.
1: Yeah, you're there. How long How long are you with us now? Five, six? No, nearly
0: seven years seven. Now. This is my seventh year, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. In Ireland for eight years now. So pretty Brilliant. much Irish, but with a South African accent. So uh, as you can see, this is our first podcast back on our new season and it has been a crazy two years in the travel industry and so we're relaunching our our podcast now and as you can notice we've got two different hosts, myself and Paul, Um, and I suppose the first one would just really be about sort of what's happening now in travel and how we're getting back and what we're really going to be discussing. So for our first kind of episode we're just going to be discussing the return of travel and what that looks like and giving you advice, tips, what to expect when traveling and so on. So maybe we'll just get started. Yeah. Um, and just in terms of just a chat about like the return of holiday and the restrictions being lifted and what that all means to people traveling out of Ireland.
1: Yeah. Like... As you say, Jill, it's been a mad two years. Um, Most of us haven't been off the island for two years, apart from maybe the odd trip. But uh, things are beginning to come back to normal now, which is really exciting. Um, So from our point of view, what we want to do is look at, you know, the tips, as you said, the ideas, the insights, because we've been off the air for two years and travel has been off the air for two years. So we haven't been taking a break. We've been busy dealing with getting the business back on track. But for now, we want to turn the podcast back into giving you insights and ideas and suggestions uh, about what's happening. But in answer to your question around holidays getting back to normal, they are most definitely getting back to normal. Thank um, goodness. Yeah. And whilst at the moment we have the Ukraine situation hanging over us and, and, and you know, that's, that's more difficult for the Ukrainians than it is for anybody else. Travel has come back. Dublin Airport is reporting passenger numbers of 50,000 a day, heading towards 70,000 a day. Ryanair have announced 120 routes for this summer. There's new routes starting all over the place. All of the airports are back to sort of the 70 to 75% level. So, you know, if we think about it, the testing requirement on return into Ireland was dropped in, in in early January. The restrictions were dropped in early January. We have COVID passes that we were issued with from last July. So for the most part, travel has become a little bit more complicated than it was pre-COVID, but it is now very straightforward. You know, from for consumers leaving the country, for the most part, you have your COVID digital cert and you're going to need a passenger locator form to the destination that you're going to. But when you're coming back into Ireland, all of those restrictions have been dropped. So any passenger arriving into Ireland, whether you're returning home or traveling into Ireland, there are no COVID related restrictions at all. And we expect the rest of Europe to follow suit. And we expect that to happen sometime over the summer. But for now, if you're traveling, talk to your travel agent. Speak to us. Get onto the website. Get onto dfa.ie, which is the best independent, that's the Department of Foreign Affairs website, the best independent advice for travel to any country globally trusted source of information and that's really important when you're looking for that. So your travel agent or the DFA.ie are really the two places that you should go.
0: Yeah, that's great. It would be great when travel gets back to a little bit more normal where all those extra documents and so on aren't needed and it's a relief coming into Ireland. You don't have to worry about that because it's the last thing you want to think about when you're out travelling especially if it's 48 hours in advance that you have to complete these forms.
1: Well, the great thing is within Europe there's no testing requirements when you're travelling to another EU country and there's no testing requirements when you're coming back to Europe. There is a test requirement when you go into the States, but it's very straightforward, very well explained, and it can be antigen or PCR, and it's just required to be clinically administered, not a home test kit. So, you know... As we can see, and as you will hear all the time in the media, Australia's reopening, the US is reopening, Europe is dropping restrictions in different countries at different times. So you know, travel for summer twenty twenty two should be an awful lot easier uh, than anticipated, and that's good news for all of us because you know we don't live here for the weather or for the tax.
0: Not at all, no. So also now with the the new travel trends since COVID, uh, what would be the top tips that you think we should give our listeners?
1: I think what's what's most noticeable to us is that I think people are looking for something a bit different. You know, they're they're not just looking to repeat what they were doing before. I think COVID has maybe given people an opportunity to kind of assess yeah. and have a think about well, I've been doing that for years, it's now a good time to change. Yeah. Because a huge number of us go back to the same destination that's all the it. time. it.
0: And I suppose also with COVID, some people might have a little bit more money to kind of...
1: Yeah, exactly. Up,
0: ...upgrade their holidays to a five-star or yeah. somewhere a little bit more exotic.
1: And there's a bit of that going on. Like we have seen, you know, a huge increase in the people who are booking five-star properties. And that's probably because there have been some savings during COVID and there's pent up demand and people want to give themselves a nice holiday and, you know, they haven't had holidays for two years. So it's a case of reward and, and it's also a case of value. Like the value is there in the marketplace with the different hotels. And, you know, that's, that's what's happening. So I, if I was to summarize it, I think possibly people looking for something different given the, the pattern, the normal pattern has been broken. People upgrading their accommodation. Yeah, We haven't noticed a huge change in duration So, from that point of view, that hasn't changed.
0: So, that Uh, would mainly be seven nights, is it? Still
1: seven. You know, maybe 10, but sun tends to be a seven night break and, and that's the most popular duration. But consumers can go any day, like yeah. there's a flight every day to every destination. So it. it's, it's it's easy peasy.
0: Go every day and for as long as you want, yeah. even up to 21 days. Yeah, oh,
1: great if you can, Yeah, you know, like I'd be envious. Like yeah. You did a nice, particularly nice long break in South Africa over Christmas.
0: Yeah, I was in South Africa for nearly five weeks over Christmas. I left Ireland as Omnicom broke, so yeah. that was a little bit stressful, but oh, it was nice to get home for For Christmas for the five weeks.
1: And then there was that mix that that we haven't yet seen in terms of a trend for for the summer, but I expect we will see it when things are kind of more standard in terms of people mixing a holiday and work and employers possibly saying to people, you know, We don't mind if you extend your holiday by two or three weeks and you're working for those two or three weeks and you're in the destination because especially for you, you know, you're going back to see your family, go back to see your new niece. You know, it's great to have the holiday and then be able to stay for a little bit of extra time after it. So there there are the trends, something different, better quality accommodation. And I think what we did see at the start was definitely more sun holidays than city, but city is back And cruise is also back, which is important.
0: Which is great. And yeah, the city destinations are mainly the warmer ones, right?
1: Yeah, like the city destinations that are working would be Rome, Lisbon, Barcelona, Madrid... You know yeah. those kind of southern cities. That that tends to be what's happening, and probably no surprise that there's a little bit of a dip in some of the Central European cities yeah. at the moment, given what's going on in the Ukraine. But you know, Europe is a very big space, and there's an awful lot of choice. And if you're thinking about the hundred and twenty destinations that are there with Ryanair, and then the eighty plus destinations that are there with Aer Lingus, you know, you, we have we are spoiled for choice.
0: Yep, so many options to choose. Mm. And just since sort of travel's been back, what would you reckon the most popular destinations are?
1: I think it will always be Spain and Portugal in terms of number one and two, but that is down to the number of flights yeah. that serve those destinations. You know, like Spain is, Spain is so multifaceted. You have the Canary Islands, you have the Balearic Islands, Miorca beat the Menorca, you have the Costas. So, you know, you have, Spain has... Two lots of islands and, and an amazing coastline. Yeah. So you know it is it it's is always such gonna be choice. a favourite. And then layer in on top of that all of the cities that they have to offer. Yeah. And layer in that it is one of the main cruise departure points in Barcelona. So th- they have everything going for themselves in yeah. terms of in terms of what they offer. Uh, Portugal always popular with the Irish, especially the family market. A really strong family market destination. And if you think somewhere like the Algarve, which is served by Faro Airport. There's up to 14, 15, 16 flights a day from that's Ireland amazing. into the Algarve. Yeah. You know, it and shows that is.
0: popularity.
1: And that's from Cork, from Shannon, from Kerry, from Knock, from Dublin. Like it's, it's phenomenal. Like there'll be six or seven a day from Dublin, plus all of the regional airports. So So hugely popular. But what's also interesting this year has been the growth of new routes for Greece, for Turkey, for Croatia. Portugal has a new route with Madeira, which is, you know, about one hour north of Gran Canaria in the Atlantic. A stunning, stunning yeah. island.
0: And that's direct now, right? That's
1: direct. And and, and that is absolutely what people want, you know. Yeah. I think if people are going on a short sun holiday, they want to get straight from their local airport to the destination. Yeah. They don't want to have to go via somewhere. That's it. So Madeira would have had to be via Lisbon previously. Yeah. There were directs, but they were a few years ago. So it's great to see Reiner back on that route as a direct twice daily from the end of March. Just three, three and a half hour flight, and you are into somewhere that is so different.
0: Looks like paradise. Just it is. Looking it's a, at from a tropical paradise. Yeah, it is. It looks amazing.
1: And like you know, we've had the conversations with Joanna from from the tourist board and from Susana with the, the Portuguese tourist board, and that island is just knockout. It yeah. is. It is picturesque. It is cultural. It is stunningly beautiful. No real beaches. Yeah. Um. But. That is replaced by the beauty because it's just like an amazing volcanic island that has incredible gardens an incredible cliff coastline, uh, incredible beach access, not not sea as in sand beach, but like they have all of these jetties and, and lidos where you can just get into the water so easily. But like even Greece, you know, the direct flights into Rhodes, Santorini, Halkidiki on the mainland, Corfu, Crete. Couple of couple of airlines flying into Athens. So great choice.
0: Great choice, yeah. yeah. So much to choose from and yeah. so many flights as well to Greece.
1: Yeah, and there are, on Turkey, new route with Turkish Airlines into Antalya down on the south coast. So like you now have flights into Izmir for Kushadasi, You have flights into um, Dalaman and Bodrum and you know you can get into marmaris you can get into antalya like you know the the, the entire country is now being served very well plus istanbul is always served on a double daily with turkish airlines out of dublin so
0: that's great and what about italy
1: oh just like where do you start like look at the coastline yeah, like phenomenal looks... and uh, you know in terms of you know some of the best kind of sun holiday destinations has to be sorrento so flights into naples one hour transfer just south down into sorrento and that has to be one of the most spectacular, beautiful coastlines anywhere in Europe.
0: Well, you it's know. on my bucket list. It's yeah. where I want to go.
1: Like really, it's really unique. Like it is stunning. You're the Amalfi coast. You can get boat trips down to Positano, down to Amalfi itself, over to Capri, like it's hard to describe how beautiful it is and it's all the Bay of Naples with Mount Vesuvius. You can do the cultural piece with Pompeii and Herculaneum. It's it's not expensive. You have both Ryanair and Aer pretty much daily on Naples, uh, especially through the summer months. So from March through to the end of October, it's daily and Ryanair fly right through the winter. And Naples is a stunning city to visit itself. So you've you have everything going. You have, you know, southern Italy, so you're going to have great weather. You're going to have amazing Italian food. A choice of resorts. Yeah. You have to go. Like, yeah. you'd love it.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I definitely. And in the winter, it's also a good spot to visit.
1: It's quieter, you know. It's it's Sorrento is more of a summer destination, but summer being from March, like the weather is lovely in the wintertime, But you know, uh, it definitely comes into its own because you know you can explore more in the summertime, yeah. and there's more of the hotels open. And the hotels aren't your traditional big chain hotels; they are more family-owned properties, more unique, more traditional, more authentic, very Italian. Yeah, yeah. very authentic. But
0: good and also with the lesser known hidden gems uh, what would be your top pick?
1: Personally like where I go pretty much every year and I, and I know I was slagging off people who repeat holidays all the time but but we do tend to do it because you know we're time poor and if something works you repeat it yeah. um, If
0: it isn't broken don't yeah, fix so, it Yeah kind of so thing.
1: like we go to Sitges and, and Sitges is quite unique like you know, some people will know it some people won't know it it's, it's been a, a beach resort in Spain for 60, 70 years. They have really strict planning laws. So there's no new hotels. This is like taking a step back in town. You fly into Barcelona. It's just 20 minutes south of Barcelona. You have the main beach. Then you have a stunning smaller beach at San Sebastian, another stunning smaller beach at Balmans, and then you're over to the port. And I literally send everybody I know there because I just know it will work. No matter what age you are or what you like from a holiday, it is perfect. You have, you know, again, it's summer rather yeah. than winter because summer, you know, northern Spain, weather-wise, is going to be a bit better in the summertime. But it's it's short flight into Barcelona and everybody's on that route. Aer Lingus are double daily, Reiner double daily, Welling or daily. You know, so you have great choice even in terms of your times. Very short transfer. You can get a train from the airport down, you can get a taxi down, you can hire a car, do whatever you want. Great restaurants, great food. As I said, no new big chain hotels, so quite traditional, but just perfect. takes so many boxes. And uh, like we were back there last year and my parents were with us and they had been there for a holiday in the 70s. They hadn't been in like 50 years. And we actually stayed in the hotel that they stayed in wow. 50 years ago in the Galleon, <laughs> which is nothing special, but just perfect. And they were just gobsmacked at how little had changed and how much they enjoyed it. Yeah. And you know, just kind of refining places and retracing stuff, and it was it was just bliss. You have to go.
0: Yeah, I would. I'd like to see Sitges as well. You Even for a weekend, it. yeah.
1: You know, like you don't have to go down for the week. You know, you can just hop on a flight. You know, depending on your time off and depending on the flight prices with with the airlines. Yeah. Great choice of hotels. Um, like it's it's on our website. The staff know it. We know it. Yeah. So in terms of the little gems, there's places like Sitges everywhere. Like in Mallorca, you have Iletas, which is just outside the capital, Palma. And it's just stunning. Or you go up to the north of Majorca, you have Puerto Palenza or down on the east coast, you have Calador and some of those places. Like it, every single destination has one of those places. And I think what's really important is that, you know, talk to your travel agent and listen to their expertise, listen to their yeah. kind of, their knowledge. Because like, you know, I was, I was we had a, a board meeting yesterday for the Irish Travel Agent Association. There was an Emirates Airlines lunch yesterday. And everybody in that room has been working in travel since they were out of college or out of school. Yeah. And and travel agents tend to look after themselves very well when it comes to their holidays. <laughs> so they know what it is like. Yeah. You know, you'd be in work. We'd all be chatting about holidays and the guys in the office know exactly what they want. We don't all go to the same place. So therefore, the amount of cumulative knowledge in, in, in the business is phenomenal. That's it. And just and just coming back to that, Jill, like, you know, if I'm going back to Sitges constantly, 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 and I appreciate that you're only living in Europe for, for seven years or so, so you still tons to explore. Yeah. But where, where would you go back to? Where kind of ticked the box for you?
0: Um, I've done a good few city breaks since being, living in Ireland. And I must say, I loved Prague. Mm. I'd loved it. I'd love to go back. Um, mm. I think I was there in the October. So it was a little bit cooler, but I'd like to see it in the winter as well.
1: And I think that's the great thing about cities. Yeah. You know, it is, it is 12 months of the year that you have access to these places. You know, sometimes going in the summer is not the ideal time for a city.
0: Oh, no, I went in the, the summer to Budapest and I think it was 40 degrees. I'm South African, but that was the hottest I'd ever been. It yeah. was really, really warm. So I definitely like to go back to Prague. I think it's really kind of story, fairy tale kind it of. It is.
1: That old town square is like something out of a Disney set.
0: That's it. It was, and it was just beautiful. So I'd definitely like to go back and experience the Christmas markets and, and see it really in the, the cold winter yeah. and see a little bit more. But it was amazing. I really, really enjoyed it.
1: You see, when you're coming from South Africa, you have the sun piece. I don't know yeah. how you manage this climate, but you know, for us, I guess in terms of holidays, we're always thinking if I want to go somewhere It has warm, to be warm. <laughs> where you're thinking... Well, I've been in South Africa for most of my life. Yeah. I now want to see some of Europe and the cities in Europe and the different parts of Europe.
0: Yeah, for me, like when, when I think of traveling, for now anyway, it's just I want to see as many cities. And mm. then I'll maybe consider more of the sun. But at the moment, I just want to see the city breaks and yeah. cultures.
1: And and, and and a lot of the time, what you can do, depending on the destination, is, you know, you can base yourself in somewhere like Sitges and you get your, your proximity to Barcelona is ideal or you base yourself in Sorrento and your proximity to Naples is ideal. Yeah. You know, or you, you have a holiday in somewhere like Dubrovnik, which is coastal, but really cultural and and tons to do. So, you know, even the sun destinations, when you move away from the kind of Canary Island piece, yeah, can give you that perfect mix of... It's not going to be all about just lying on a beach for the day. Yeah. I'll be able to take a break and go off and do stuff or hire a car and go off and do stuff. Or...
0: And I think that's why uh, Malta at the moment is probably top of my list yeah. where I want to go because I'd like to kind of see the, the warm side and the beachy side and then also spend quite a bit of time in Valletta as well. So yeah. Malta it's... would be on that and I think that would tick both of the boxes that it's a summer holiday but it's also a city break. So
1: And it is. Yeah, and it's tiny. Like Malta, Malta, just in terms of space, is half the size of County Dublin.
0: Wow. So you and get around it, no
1: problem. Yeah, oh, it's so easy to get yeah. around. Their public transport system is brilliant. It's really efficient. Like the last time I was there, I think it was a euro for any bus ride anywhere on the island. There's half a million people, so there's a lot of people in Malta. Great value. Like... We can see it in terms of the price of holidays to Malta. Like, they are such, such good value.
0: Amazing value. Uh,
1: year-round flights. Okay, wintertime, December, Jan, Feb, weather would be very iffy. But okay. outside of that, you have nine months of the year where you're going to have very, very pleasant weather. And like, we would have had people who were there over Christmas and loved yeah. it. You know, even the winter when it, their weather is iffy, it's an awful lot better than it is here. Yeah. But as you say, it's that perfect mix because because of its location in the southern med. There's so much history to Malta. Yeah. You know, there's so much invasion history, the port history, all of that sort of stuff. And uh, you'd love it. And then you can hop up to their other little sister island of Gozo. Yeah. Because they they tend to call it the archipelago of Malta, Gozo, Camino. Yeah. You know, so there's tons to do. And there's
0: ferries from Malta to Gozo,
1: right? Yeah. 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 You just get the bus up to the north, uh, I can't remember the name of the place. It's up near Malia. And okay. you just get the ferry over one hour and, okay. and like it is spectacular.
0: Oh, well, yeah. So definitely Malta would need to be yeah. a week break, I think, and yeah, experience definitely. it that mm. way. Yeah. So just chatting about Malta, in terms of holidays, what are the prices generally like at the moment for people looking to travel?
1: Yeah, like there's there's a lot of chatter about um holidays being more expensive. But I think what we're forgetting is for two years we weren't travelling. So I'm not sure that we have a concept of... You it know, is or
0: isn't really, really expensive.
1: Exactly. And I think what we need to understand is if we are required to travel or have to travel because of schools and, and, and children, if we have to travel in July and August, the airlines are going to charge top dollar and the hotels and the destinations are going to charge top dollar. Yeah. And I think people need to be a little bit mindful of what they were paying in Ireland for the last two years. So we were definitely in the peak months overpaying for the cost or the value that we were getting relative to our holidays. Yeah. So I'd say July and August expect to pay full price but if you can travel off peak, you're going to save and change your day of travel like avoid maybe having to go at a weekend, go midweek, the flights are going to be cheaper. So there's things we can all do and again, this is what travel agents are good at. They're, they have the systems, they have the knowledge, they have all of the different fees from the airlines. They're you know, geared to helping you find the best, the best value holiday that's out there. So yeah, whilst everybody is talking about inflation, and whilst there are few, there are going to be fuel uh, cost increases as a result of the Ukraine situation, we can't deny that. Yeah. At the moment, we're not seeing that translate into holiday price increases. And if you look at the off-peak, if we look at the value for travel, you know, in May, in June, it's very strong. In September and October, it's very strong. At Easter, at the moment, there's still deals, but there's less of them because, again, wherever you have the school holidays, unfortunately, the airlines just move in and yeah. the hotels just move in and it gets expensive. But shop around. Use things like the deal finder on, on, on the website to, to find the best possible yeah. value.
0: Yeah, or contact your travel agent and they'll be able to help you. Hand
1: it over to them. You know, if you have a budget, hand it over to them and then they will come back to you with the full price for everything, for the flights, the accommodation, transfers, yes or no, whatever you want. And just, you know, we all have a budget in mind. You know, unfortunately, none of us are in the position that we can just afford to pay whatever it takes for a holiday. We all want value and that's really important and that's what we should be insisting that the travel agent provides for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And now with travel being back, um, what considerations do you think people should have when booking a holiday? So what do you think they should think about?
1: Like we're, uh, we're back after two years of not traveling. So I think, I think people need to be picky about what they're going to do. We said earlier, people are looking for something different. There's, there's two questions I always say to people, you know, ask yourself, you know, what do you want from the holiday? What, what really is important to you? And what do you not want? And and by by those two things, you really will narrow the range for yourself and for the travel agent or for whoever's helping you organise the holiday. And, you know, the other piece is, where have you been that you really like? Yeah. And where have you been that you don't like? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that you've got to go back to where you liked. But if we know where you liked.
0: You can match it better.
1: Yeah, you're easier yeah. because I like nothing more. Like I love putting the day job to one side and getting a call from my friends because like my friends are terrified to book a holiday. Unless they book with us yeah and if I and find so out, they should and they so, should be yeah I'd break their legs <laughs> so you know they have to they have to book with us and and I don't mind how busy I am yeah you know it, it gets on my list and it might be after hours but I love nothing more than getting on the call and finding out because it might be a friend or it might be a friend of a friend I might not know this person yeah and they've been told to talk to me or talk to somebody. And it's a case of, okay, let's narrow this down. Let's find where the options are. And it really is just, it's what I love. It's what got me into travel. It's yeah. arranging the holidays. Like I used to arrange the holidays for the family when we were kids. You know, my folks would give me the brochures and say, there you go. You know, we can only spend this amount of money, find a deal for, you know, mom, dad, myself, my sister, the four of us, and we'd go away. And we wouldn't be going away every year, but like that was my job. And then the neighbours start doing it. And it is the one kind of head break that that I enjoy in yeah. work away from the the drudge of of, of the business piece, yeah, and a it's great headspace. Crack. Yeah, it is, and then and then you challenge yourself. So I think it's always important to say what you want, you know, yeah, and really insist on it, and 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 then you get the holiday, and then you know the people have a great holiday, and then they come back and they book with us again, hopefully.
0: That's it. And holidays are so important; it's what people look mm. forward to for the whole year. They put it in their calendar, and then they yeah. have their countdowns yeah. and and all of that. Yeah. Um. And just lastly, do you have any trips coming up that you've got planned?
1: Yeah, thankfully. Like after having two years of, of, of nothing or having, like everybody else had, plans and, and, and then they were cancelled. This year I do. So there's there's three ship launches. The cruise lines are always busy looking at new ships. You've been on some of the, the I went on the, the Royal
0: launches. Caribbean Symphony one and yeah. it was just amazing. It's incredible. I've never seen anything like it before. It was yeah. great.
1: And you have to experience the product. Yeah. You know, there's no point in me telling you, you know, this is how you know spectacular it is. You have to see if yourself and cruise is a great holiday. So Silver Seas Dawn is launching in Lisbon at the end of this month. Uh, Celebrity Ed- Celebrity Edge Class are launching Celebrity Beyond in April. And Royal Caribbean have another launch. They have Wonder of the Seas. And like these companies, as you know, like they invest a billion almost per ship. So and for people who haven't done a cruise, we must talk separately about cruises yeah. and my cruise and how you compare cruise with with a land holiday and what the difference is. Cause I think people who have done a cruise really love it. Yeah. And they they just, you know, repeat book and go to different places. If they've done the med, they might do the Baltics. If they've done the Baltics, they might do the Caribbean, they might do the Fjords. So they're lined up. Um and then obviously if I'm down down in, in Barcelona, I'll I'll get a couple of nights in Sitges which is just uh my bam. Like that'll be just perfect. And um you know, then I'll see what the rest of the summer brings, you know, like it's it's busy now. And I think that's yeah. another trend that people are doing. They tend to be taking a view that they're booking for the next couple of weeks or months. Yeah. And, and maybe not planning as far ahead. Yeah. And you, what's your plans?
0: I've got a trip planned to Amsterdam at you? the beginning of uh, July. So going over for just the weekend. So that will be oh, I'm really lovely. looking forward to that. It's been on my list for a while. So. Yeah going over for a concert as well. So it'll be oh, perfect. really, really looking forward to that. Um, Great city. And then I'm going home back to South Africa in August for a couple of weeks. Oh, brilliant. So that's that's the plan so far. And hopefully maybe try and squeeze in Malta in, in there in some point as well. You should.
1: Like it's, you know, it's easy to get to, direct flights, you yeah. know just do it definitely on my list get off the island for 2022 that should be the motto and and what we'll do is we'll keep coming up with ideas and tips and insights things that we think are useful for you when you're planning a holiday or thinking about travel Uh, and that's our objective we want to get back into our Click and Go travel podcast and be bringing you topics and ideas that are relevant for you when it's anything to do with holidays and travel so if there's anything you want us to cover contact us and let us know and we'll take it from there
0: great Okay, that's it from us. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast.
1: And then for any more information, you can visit the Click & Go website. You can phone us seven days a week. You can follow us on social media, subscribe or follow the show wherever you're listening. And you can always email podcast at clickandgo.com with questions, suggestions or anything you'd like us to cover.